Boy, what a game tonight here in Seattle as the Seahawks <laughs> knock off the Eagles 24-10. The Eagles come in riding a nine-game winning streak. And Hall of Famer Warren Moon joining us, as always, here on the fifth quarter. And, and, Warren, let's open with your thoughts on this big win. Well, what a spectacular football game, first of all, against two really good football teams. The hottest team in the league, like you said, Philadelphia coming in here, winning nine straight football games, playing with a lot of confidence, a very physical team that's a really a complete football team. They're very physical on the defensive side a really physical running game on the offensive side, and then a great young quarterback. But the Seahawks really took it to them early. Uh, their offense got on track early and got, got the lead. And once you give this defense a lead, you saw what they can do. Some great individual efforts out there tonight. Bobby Wagner, I think, 13 tackles in the ball game all over the field. Bradley McDougal, 12 tackles in the football game, and just good pressure on Carson Wentz all night long. Sacked him three times. So just a great effort by by our defense, and then Russell Wilson, how special can you can you say that he is? I mean, he just keeps doing things that people just don't believe that he can keep doing. Three touchdown passes tonight, buying time, running the football, doing whatever he needed to do, and then a great effort by um, Mike Davis as well, running the football. So it was a complete team effort tonight, and they needed that to beat this team because that was a really good Philadelphia Eagle football team. Well, I think the defense, as you mentioned, deserves a lot of credit. Carson Wentz comes in here on a roll, and you know as a Hall of Fame quarterback – the best way to get to someone like you, someone that's, got, that's on a roll, is to knock them off their spot, and they seem to get to him early and kind of shake him up. I think they did, and that's something you have to do to any quarterback, whether it's Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Carson Wentz. If you can make them feel uncomfortable in the pocket and make them have to throw the football before they want to or always make them have to be under duress, you have a good chance of having success against guys like this. Now, he made some really special throws in this game tonight <laughs> under some really good pressure that shows you the reason why he's one of the leading MVP candidates. But when the Seahawks had to make the plays defensively, they made them and forced him to throw the football one time to us and also made him throw a lot of balls away. Well, I know that we don't have we're having to show all the great plays in this game because Carson Wentz, as you mentioned, there was one time he was falling down. He yeah. threw it on. I think he threw it just before he hit. He threw 51 yards. 51 yards in the air. What a great completion that was to Aguilar. And then he comes back and makes another great throw under pressure uh, for the touchdown pass on that drive to give them their only touchdown. But they had to earn everything they got tonight against our defense. They were not giving them anything. And all those plays that they were able to make, they earned them. Yeah. Now, the Eagles come in averaging just under 32 points per game, Warren, and, uh, and they hold them to 10. And you talk about the, the defensive play. Bradley McDougal, maybe he played his best first half of the season. He finished with 12 tackles in this game. But I thought Shaq Griffin did a nice job on Alshon Jeffrey and those guys. They were kind of going to him, and he stood up. Yeah, that was Shaq's first game back from the concussion, and he really played well tonight. Uh, every time they threw the football his way, if they caught the football, they were right there. he was right there to make the tackle or he was knocking the football away. So a great job by him and a great job by all the guys in the secondary. One of the things that a great quarterback can do in extending a play like Carson Wentz did or you see Russell Wilson do, in man coverage, it's really hard to stay with a guy that long, and those guys are going to sometimes get open behind the secondary. But other than that, when the play was with, within the play, we had some really, really good coverage back there, and we tackled very well in the secondary. When we talk about the pressure they put on Wentz, they were able to do it with four men most of the night, dropped seven back into coverage. One of those four guys was Jaron Reed. Here he is after the game. You know, you hear Richardson say the back end's hurting a little bit. And I want to <laughs> talk about the secondary in just a minute, Warren, but let's talk about Richardson's play when he strips Wentz, uh, you know, where it looked like, boy, if they score going here, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a different deal. But how big was that play to set the tone? That the was the a huge play because that puts them right back in the football game, the Eagles, but now the Seahawks get a touchback, and we are able to get the football and, and go back down the football field. So that was a big play, and, 
And Shelton's made plays like that since he's been here. He's a defensive tackle, plays on the interior, so he doesn't get all the glamour that those defensive ends get sometimes. But he does a lot of the dirty work on the inside. He's been able to force some other fumbles. He's been able to tip some balls. He does a lot of things because he's so active on the inside. He was a great acquisition for this football team early in the season. Uh, one of those guys up front doing the damage to Carson Wentz. Again, Warren mentioned three sacks in the game. He also was hit 12 times. This is a big dude. And uh, as you can tell, dude. he you know after some of those shots, he was he was wincing a bit. He was, and uh, no pun intended. No, right? I, did, I didn't <laughs> want to leave. I just wanted to leave it alone, but you couldn't do it. But he hit his uh, his his head a couple of times when he hit the turf. You could tell when he got up, he was a little bit shaken. But he's a very tough guy as well, and he just kept coming back. And that's what I like about him. He, he doesn't uh, he doesn't show a lot of weakness out there. He's a, a a fierce competitor, and you saw probably two of the best young quarterbacks in the league in Russell Wilson and also Carson Wentz playing this football game. Uh, Wentz came into this game leading the league with 28 touchdown passes and you know we know how good he is and how complete team this this Philadelphia Eagles team is but uh you know when you talk about the back end of that secondary that Sheldon Richardson alluded to you know lost Sherman lost Chancellor but you still got Earl back there who's throwing his body around but talk about the way those guys have stepped up Warren because the secondary maybe with the help of the coaching from Cam and Richard during the week but they seem to really, uh, it almost seems to be seamless. Back well, there. one of the good things is a lot of those guys have been in the system. You look at Byron Maxwell. He had some of his most success in the league in this system his first four or five years in the league. So he comes back into this defense, knows it hands down, and feels very comfortable in it. Then Shaq Griffin has played. This is like his 11th game this season. So he's not a rookie anymore. He feels good in this system, and he's done a great job. You got Earl back there controlling everything. The key was Bradley McDougal. He's a guy that started many games in this league for Tampa. We bring him in as a veteran and he hasn't missed a beat. So we've got good players back there to go along with Jeremy Lane and, and Tillman are both playing very well. A lot of good depth back there as well. And that's one of the things the Seahawks did a good job of in the, in the offseason was bringing in depth in the secondary. And you, you know, mentioned Justin Coleman coming in and, and, and sacking Wentz as well. So uh, they bring a little something different on defense on that's that play. Meant, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Tillman. I said Coleman. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, looking ahead at this, you know, we give the defense so much credit tonight. Again, holding the Eagles to 10 points is, and is, is incredible the way they were playing coming into this game. But let's talk about the Seahawks offense for a minute. Mike Davis, uh, 61 yards rushing, four catches. Catches 37 yards. So, you know, we knew he was good out of the backfield as well, but um, he seemed to show something, and he had a great run tonight as well. Yeah, he shows a lot of niftiness with his feet, but he has really good feet, but he also shows toughness when he has to put his head down and go forward. And if, when he gets a little bit of air inside that, that, that uh, line of scrimmage, he's going to make the most of it. And I like the way he runs, and I like the fact that he can catch the ball out of the backfield too. Made some big catches on some uh, throws by Russell when he was scrambling, and then the one where Russell tossed it to him or, or pitched it to him when he was running. That was a huge play in this ball game. That was awesome, man. That, that was fun that, to watch. It looked like the old wishbone. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. I was going to ask you before we throw to Pete real quick. I mean, it almost seemed like it was intentional. Do you think he was trailing him on that play for something like no, that? No, I don't. I just think that Russell is so instinctive and he's so competitive and he's always thinking – how he thinks about these things in the, in the midst of, of going full speed in a football game is uncanny to me. That's what makes him a special, special player. Yeah, I'll tell you. Boy, Pete Carroll told him earlier in the week he, he wasn't real happy with not protecting himself during some runs in San Francisco. But here's Pete after the game. I'm sure he was happy with everything he saw tonight. You know, you talk about Pete Carroll uh, mentioning the penalties there, Warren. Um, you know, his team, of course, uh, has cleaned up their act a bit in the last couple really of weeks. Have. But let's talk about the third quarter drive where the Eagles were committing holding penalties in the secondary, and it was a penalty-ridden drive for the Eagles that kept things alive for the Seahawks, and they capitalized, so, uh, which is a good thing. But 
What does that tell you about the Eagles where they, they are committing the holds? What does that tell you about the Seahawks receivers and creating opportunities in that secondary? It tells you they're tough to deal with, that they're uh, guys that can really get open, and in order for you to, to try and cover them, you got to grab them because they played a lot of man-for-man coverage tonight, Philadelphia did, trying to bring pressure on Russell and trying to get to him. So when you, play man, when you pl- bring pressure, you're going to play a lot of man, and when you play man, guys can get away from you. So that's what you do. You grab and claw and try and keep your eyes on them. Uh, and that's exactly what happened to them with tonight, and they, they got caught for it. So it's not something they like to do a whole lot, but that's what they felt like they had to do to keep Russell in the pocket, and it got them away from what they wanted to do defensively. Uh, you know, Pete mentioned the fact that, and Russell Wilson talked about this earlier in the week, that it helped him growing up and, you know, to play other sports. You know, that's Russell talking, and Pete knows that as well. And as a former quarterback of your caliber, Boy, uh, the things that a quarterback can do out there when he's played other sports as far as basketball and baseball, it does help, huh? I think it really does. And you see so many kids today focusing on one sport and playing that whole sport all the way through. I think the more sports you play, the better it helps you at the other sport. And and uh, I was always a guy that played a lot of sports. And the guys when I grew up played a lot of sports. But t- today kids are being told, play one sport and try and be good at that. But I don't think that's the best way to do it. Well, clearly uh, wasn't the best way for Russell. He played a lot of sports. <laughs> it's paying off now on a great career he's having with the Seahawks. We'll continue here on the fifth quarter live from the stadium and hear from the players coming up in just a few. Stay with us. Warren, let's talk about Jimmy Graham for a minute. It seemed like the tight ends played a big role in this game tonight. And uh, you know, Jimmy Graham continues to be a great weapon. He really has been a great weapon. I think he has nine touchdowns now in the, in the uh, red zone, which leads the league. And uh, that touchdown tonight was a beautifully thrown football by Russell because he was covered basically, but Russell threw it at his back shoulder, and they, they were on the same page, and he's able to turn his body and make that catch in front of the, the defender. So he's been a weapon in the red zone. Everybody's been waiting for that this year, and, and I tell you what, he is uh, doing a great job down there scoring touchdowns. Okay, we'll turn our attention to the Seahawks defense. Earlier this week, K.J. Wright had what seemed like the quote of the week, and I heard you guys talking about the broadcast, but the fact that he said, don't sleep on us, and uh, he meant what he said. Here's K.J. after the game. We're going to hear from uh, KJ's defensive teammate, Frank Clark, in just a few. Frank had uh, started out just on fire. But, again, we've talked a lot about the defensive pressure on Carson Wentz tonight and the fact that uh, they were able to get pressure, a lot of pressure with four. Did that surprise you against what is somewhat of a vaunted offensive line with the exception of they're missing their left tackle, Peters? Well, this defensive line has done a great job all year long, and they don't have as many sacks as some of the other top teams in the league, but they have a good number of sacks, but they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and force him to throw the football before he wants to, and sometimes that's just as important as getting a sack. They get a lot of hits on these guys, and when you're getting hits on quarterbacks, that makes them a little bit antsy in the pocket. It makes their feet start to move, and they're not as accurate when they throw the football. So this defensive line was really coming. Even though we've lost a lot of guys up front, They've got a lot of depth in that in that uh, rotation, and all those guys are bringing it. You know, and it seems like at times you look at the Seahawks defense, and they they have a kind of a bend but don't break attitude. Yeah. And there were times where you're watching this game, and you're thinking. Uh oh, you know, things are softening up back there. Maybe they're a little relaxed because they have a lead that they're not used to playing with. And uh, almost, almost human nature, but they somehow make that stop still. Well, that's what this defense is all predicated on b- keeping everything in front of you and rallying to the football and making tackles. And of course, they're going to give up some yards going down the field, but they're not giving up big plays. And when the, when the ball is thrown, you see those guys flying to the football. So that's the way this defense has been ever since Pete's been here. And it's been pretty successful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frank Clark's going to join us here in just a few. We're also going to talk with Mike Davis, who had a nice job running the football tonight. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it seemed like there were actually some sustained drives out there for the Seahawks. And that can only help a defense uh, that's, that's used to being on the field a lot. Yeah, they had a couple of drives where they're out there 10 plays, 12 plays. And that gives your defense a chance to sit over there on the sideline and rest and get themselves ready to go on the field and be jacked up 
And when you have a lead, you can play a lot differently as a defense as well. Now you can take more chances. You can blitz a little bit more. Uh, you can try and go for the football a little bit more. All those things play into having a lead in the football game. And we had one tonight for a change, and we played like it. We look ahead, Warren. It's, this team is now uh, still it's 8-4, and four, game behind the Rams, who are coming here in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, when you look at this team as a whole uh, and the playoff picture, it seems like they're hitting things at the right time. And, and I saw a stat tonight where the Hawks are 19-5 and five since 2012 in the months of December and January. 19-5, and five, which is when they play their best football. What does it tell you about a team like this? Well, that's what Pete preaches all the time. It's not how you start the season. It's how you finish the season. And you want to be playing your best football in no- late November and into December getting on that playoff rush. And that's, that's what they're on right now. Uh, the Rams play Philadelphia this upcoming week. Philadelphia is going to stay out here on the West Coast and play the Rams this Sunday. We have to go to Jacksonville. If we take care of our business and hopefully Philadelphia knocks off the Rams, that's going to be a big game for us next week or two weeks from now coming back up here to play the Rams. But we're taking them one game at a time, and that's the way this team looks at it. And every week is a championship week, and that's what they talked about tonight. This game is no bigger than any other game, but they're all championship weeks. We talk about what the Eagles were trying to do when they fell behind, but but I noticed when Wentz lost Ertz, uh, Zach Ertz, Ertz, it looked like he was, um, you know, he started throwing the ball a little bit further downfield because he has that 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 under, you know, he's throwing it under the coverage when he's got Ertz out there and maybe shorter gains, and then they started launching a little bit. And I thought, oh, you know, the is going to start using the deep ball, and then maybe that's trouble. Well, you, you got to go a little bit deeper and try and get some chunk plays when you get behind the football game like that. That's not the way they usually like to play the game, but the, the, the score and everything dictated the way they had to try and be a little bit more aggressive to get back in it. And when you have a quarterback that can extend plays like he can, that makes it tough on your defense, as you heard Bradley talk about, because they have to cover a lot longer in the secondary. And it's hard to cover guys six and seven seconds back there and when they're running around and you don't know where they're going to go. And that's what makes good quarterbacks or great quarterbacks like a Carson Wentz be able to find those guys open because he's able to extend the play and allow them time to get open. Uh, I want to stick with the Eagles just for a second. You know, it's a team that uh, came in on the roll, as we mentioned. They're 10-2 and two now, and they've uh, lost the number one seed currently because uh, that goes to the Minnesota Vikings, who won today. But uh, when you look at uh, this Eagles team, is, it's not so much unusual anymore to see the team stay out. They're staying in Anaheim, as you mentioned. They're going to be down out, out west for the whole week before they take on the Rams. Uh, can that be a good thing for a team? playing at the level they're playing and coming off a loss like this to kind of galvanize them? Yeah, it can galvanize them together because you go back home, every, you're feeling sorry for yourself, and, and their fans might be on you back in Philadelphia. And you know how they are in Philadelphia. They, <laughs> they don't like to lose at all. But but uh, I think in some ways, too, I, I would rather go back and, and go back home and, and – uh, and get ready for the next football game. It's not like they're going east to play. It's they're coming west, so they're gaining time coming back. So you don't have to worry about the time difference or anything like that. But in a way, I guess a lot of teams like to do that, and they've had success doing it. And when other teams have had success, other teams copy what they're doing. So I think that's why Philadelphia is staying out here. Yeah, well, we saw the Falcons do that last year. It was yeah. reversed. They came up from Los Angeles right. to play Seattle. So. I feel like by midnight, someone's going to be printing T-shirts that say, don't sleep on us. <laughs> exactly. <with> the <laughs> yeah, there's still some dogs in this room. That's you know, right. That's exactly what, what he was talking about. And also, they just felt like a disrespected football team coming into this game, that everybody was counting them out because of the injuries, because they felt like they're getting old, all these different things they've been hearing. This team has a lot of pride and still has a lot of talent, and they showed it tonight. Yeah, they love playing on primetime on national TV for sure, and it showed. 24-10 Seahawks over the Eagles, and, of course, the 12s have a huge role. Every time some visiting team comes in here, they got to put up with those guys. Here's a look at some of the 12 from today's crowd, and we'll be right back. 
Uh, welcome back to the fifth quarter here live from the stadium. And, and Warren, uh, we talked about the play of Mike Davis, a guy that uh, he finally got some playing time off the practice squad, and then he injured his groin, but now he seems to be back. You think that's just one of those things where a guy has to get into football shape, or is that going to be nagging him? Yeah, it's one thing to, to practice every day. It's another thing when you get in a game and the game speed happens. All of a sudden now your legs aren't used to that speed, and, and sometimes things uh, get strained or, or ripped, and that's exactly what happened with him. He strained his groin. I missed the game, but now he's back, and he's been a good addition to this football team to our running game because we've needed it. Yeah, he was. It's great to watch a guy break off a big run and then just go all King Kong. Like, you know, just <laughs> it's really fun. A lot of emotion tonight for sure. And that's going to do it for us here at the stadium. For Hall of Famer Warren Moon, I'm Paul Sylvie. Thanks to Mike Davis. Thanks to Frank Clark for coming out. One more guest for you as we wrap it up. Russell Wilson at the podium, and we'll see you next week in Jacksonville.